0: Hey Lion fans, Seth here. It is week one of the 4A State Football Playoffs and today is game day. That's right, it's Friday, which means about 42 minutes ago, the Gravit Lion football team got on the Big Yellow Dog and headed over to Pocahontas to start the game day preparations for the first round playoff matchup against the Pocahontas Redskins. We'll talk more about that game as we get into the meat of the podcast. I'll discuss some of the other matchups in the, the playoffs tonight involving 4A1 teams You've P Riz, Gentry, Prairie Grove, Shiloh Christian, and Gravit, of course, are all in action tonight in the playoffs. And we'll discuss a little about what I expect to see out of those games as well. But before we get started, have you ever heard of Arvest Bank? Have you ever heard of Arvest Bank and Gravit? Well, of course, you have. If you are someone who is looking to expand your horizons in banking, I highly suggest. RVS Bank, they're in Gravit, and I suggest RVS Bank not only because they are the November sponsor of the Lion Letterman podcast and all activities related to Lion Letterman, but they're also my personal bank, both for my personal checking and savings accounts and also for my business accounts. One of the things that I think is the best about RVS Bank and in particular, you know, banking at Arvest Bank Gravit, is the fact that when you go into the branches, most of the time it's people that you know from your community, that live down the street from you, that you grew up with, things like that. A bank the size of Arvest Bank typically doesn't have that sort of feel, but that is what you get when you go into the various branches around Northwest Arkansas and the region. And the other thing that I think I like the best, other than the friendly customer service and the reliability, is the fact that if you ever need to get cash out of the ATM, they have them all over the place. And if you're like me and can't stand the thought of having to pay a fee to get your own money out of your account at a bank that has an ATM that's not yours, then that is right up your alley, right? Arvest Bank and Gravit is a proud sponsor of Lion Letterman for the month of November. Give my friends at Arvest Bank a call if you if you need anything, if you have questions, you can call them at 787-5258. You can go see them at 506 First Avenue Southeast right there in town. Uh, their lobby is actually open today until 6 p.m. If you need anything done on your Friday, let's say you get paid on Friday like a lot of people do, need to deposit that check after work, it's not auto deposit, put it in there. Go see them. Again, give them a call at 787-5258. Um, anything that you have in terms of a need for mortgages credit cards personal loans home equity loans checking savings you know you're going to get that local service at arvest from neighbors you know and trust thanks again to arvest bank there in gravid for sponsoring Lion letterman for the month of november this is the lion letterman podcast your home for Gravit lion sports talk and now here's your host seth mckenzie All right, as I mentioned earlier, it is the first round of the 4A football playoffs, and not just 4A football, but every classification in Arkansas. It's a fun time to be a high school football fan, and it's an even more fun time, really, if you're just a sports fan in general because there's so many different sports that are going on right now. I know that the cross-country team has, has seen a lot of action in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, football headed toward the playoffs basketball got started this week high school boys team went down to Clarksville and played at the University of Ozarks against Searcy ended up falling I believe 67 to 53 but by all accounts it sounds as if the Lions battled hard until the end and then ended up uh, allowing Searcy to sort of build a bigger lead toward the end due to having to foul to try to get back in it so that started off the basketball season the junior high teams I think started action this week as well it sounds like there was some Good success from the 8th grade boys side of things, so a lot to be excited about if you love high school sports and all the way down to junior high and even 7th grade. There's a lot going on. But before we get into everything that we need to discuss today that has to do with tonight's playoff game and the games around the 4A1 in terms of who they play in the playoffs and making predictions and all of that, I think it's best to just get this out of the way right now because I'm sure most people listening to this saw the news yesterday that There are only 15 days left in the lifespan of Lion Letterman. That's right. On November the 30th, I'm going to cease all operations. And I don't do that easily. I don't do it lightly. I don't do it as someone who says, well, you know, I'm glad to see it go. Because I'm really not. But unfortunately, life and other things have sort of gotten in the way and honestly, it's something I thought about for the last couple of years. If you have kept up with anything, you know, last year I had decided that I probably was going to hang it up. And I think that was the summer of 18. And, you know, I said to myself, hey, there's a lot of changes going on. A new head football coach, this was when Coach Doug Greenwood came in and a few other pieces. And I said, you know, I've kind of lost my connections within some of the athletic programs. And so maybe it's best to just go ahead and, and shelve it and say, hey, it's been a great run. So I'm taking the saddle off of it, I'm giving it some feed, and I'm putting it out to pasture. And I hope that you understand, and I hope that you have enjoyed going along on the ride with me as much as I have bringing it to you. I've mentioned it before that there was no way I could have ever thought that this tiny little idea and thought would have gotten to this point, for lack of a better way of putting it. Uh, almost 1,500 Facebook followers on Lion Letterman's page and 700 Twitter followers. Uh, When I used to post regularly on the website, there were many times when there would be just more hits on stories than I ever could have imagined, shares. There's been some controversy. There's been a lot of laughs, a lot of high fives, and just a lot of celebrating Gravit Lion and Lady Lion athletes. And that's really what it was all about. I told somebody this yesterday whenever they commented on my announcement post on Facebook. They said something about, hey, you know, we really appreciate the fact that you seem to have, while you have seemed to have raised school spirit, it it seems to have brought the community a little closer together. And to be quite honest with you, that's what it was all about in the beginning. Raise school spirit and just get people together again. And get people excited about being a part of the Gravit community and the Gravit public school's In general. And so I hope I accomplish that. I really do. Um, I'm always going to be a Gravit Lion at heart. Uh, Unfortunately, things in life have sort of gotten in the way, and it's just hard right now to sit down and really find the time to cover things as thoroughly as they need to be covered. And with that being said, if I'm not able to, in good faith or good conscience, provide adequate coverage of all the sports, then it's not fair to go out and ask people to sponsor different segments and different seasons when there are just so many games. And basketball, baseball, softball, that that time of the year, which we're getting into now, there are just so many games, and it's super hard to, to just keep up, especially when I have a job, a day job that is demanding of so much of my time. So on November 30th, that'll be the last official day for all things Lion Letterman. If you're someone who... Is sad. Don't be, because I, I it, I'm I'm not super sad about it. I, I you know I'm a little bit, uh, I guess nostalgic about a lot of things. As as you've, if you paid attention, you you know that already. But I don't want to go into it too much. I just wanted to make sure that if you missed that announcement yesterday, that you hear it on the podcast. Uh, I will probably that week before the thirtieth, sometime the twenty third ish before that week of Thanksgiving. I plan on doing a big kind of farewell podcast that will include a lot of thoughts about the past of Gravit, the past of Gravit Athletics, the current state of affairs, as well as some of the things that I think you are going to see coming in the future and as well as some things that I think you're going to need to see in the future. I don't expect it to be controversial, but who knows? Sometimes people don't like to hear opinions that differ from their own so that's what I plan on doing I guess that will be actually the end of next week plan on doing a big farewell podcast but up until the 30th everything will go pretty much as you've always known it because again you know our vest sponsored the whole month of November and I'm going to do them right and make sure that they get the coverage that the other sponsors did uh, throughout the part of the fall so pay attention look for that now let's get into talking about some sports. So tonight in the playoffs, the 4A1 is going to be well represented. And I think they're going to be well represented mostly at the top. I think there are two games that are toss-ups, in my opinion. And I think that there's, there's one that is, unfortunately, I'm, I'm hoping, and you, you obviously know I'm talking about Gravit, one that I, I'm thinking I'm leaning more toward the fact that there's going to be some disappointed people at the end of it. I'll give you my reasons for that in just a minute, as well as all what I always do, some keys to victory, things of that nature. But I think that there's one game that probably that involves a four, a one team that is probably already determined. I don't think that anybody believes that Hebrew Springs is going to come into Shiloh Christian and be able to really challenge the saints. Nobody has this year, except for P Ridge really. And, Shallow Christian sits at number two, ranked 10-0. Arkadelphia is number one, Shallow two, Joe T. Robinson three, Nashville four, Ozark five. Um, there's a lot to be said for that top five. There are three teams from the same conference in the top five. I think that's interesting, not necessarily surprising. I believe that when you look at the way that the playoffs are structured this year, I think P Ridge has a pretty I don't want to say easy, because I don't think it's ever fair to use the term easy when you're discussing a playoff run. But looking at their side of the bracket, I, I don't think they have a, a very difficult path to make it to the semifinals, especially when you're a team that appears to be as good as what I think P Ridge is. And I, I have said it for a few weeks, P Ridge is a better team than I thought that they would be this season. So kudos to them, their program, and their coaches for really coming out and, and, I think, proving some folks wrong, right? Being able to come out and play tough defense and do a lot of things that probably a lot of folks were a little bit surprised about. I think some folks thought, hey, they're going to have a really good defense that's going to be able to carry them, and that, that has been true. But their offense has really come to life lately as well. P. Ridge plays Lone Oak tonight, right? Lone Oak. Uh, finished off their season by defeating Riverview 26-14, to and they have won three out of their final four games. It looks like one of those final four they won in a forfeit uh, from Little Rock Mills. And Lone Oak is coached. I believe his name is Harry Wright. He was at Bentonville West up until this last season, so it's his first season with the Jackrabbits there in Lone Oak. Looking at the rankings for Hootons, where does Lone Oak fall? Going down the list here, they're twenty-third. So they're six and four. Hootons has them ranked twenty-third just above Gentry. I can tell you this right now: if they are as good as Gentry, P Ridge could potentially have their hands full on the other side of that coin. P Ridge disposed of Gentry fairly quickly when they met earlier this season. I believe the halftime score was 43-7, and that was the final score. Gentry, really, that's the only game that Gentry either didn't play a team's pants off or didn't just beat them, right? That's, that's the game that, P, I mean, That's to me, that's what told me that P Ridge was a pretty salty team because I think Gentry is pretty solid. I don't think they're great, but I do think they're solid. So P. Ridge hosts Lono tonight. What do I think is going to happen? I think P. Ridge is a good team. I really do. I've talked about that you know, a couple of weeks, really, for a couple of weeks. I mentioned it just a second ago. They're better than what I anticipated. And not just because they played shallow Christian tough and had an opportunity to win, but because I think that they've – really done what a good team is supposed to do and that is don't play around with teams and they haven't they have quickly dispatched to the teams that didn't belong on the field with them and they've done it all year and I don't think that tonight's game against Lono is going to be much different I think Lono comes in you know riding probably a little bit of momentum and they think that that's something they can carry into the playoffs and and that's not really anything uncommon lots of teams think that but when I think about Lone Oak as a program, I think about a team that's got some pride. They've got tradition. They've got uh, probably the head on their shoulders that makes them think, you know, hey, we're, we're going to be a pretty good team, and we're going to be able to come out and compete with anyone. And you've seen that, I think, kind of go downhill a little in the last decade or so. They came to grab it in 2007, and I think a lot of people gave them that same sort of I don't want to say pass but they gave them a lot of confidence or they had confidence in them based on their tradition and their history and the things that they had done and they came to Gravit, and I think Gravit was ahead 27 to 0 before Lone Oak showed any signs of life that night now again that was 12 years ago I get it Lone Oak according to max preps is three and two on the road and three and two at home so they're six and four overall they were five and two in their conference and looking at their schedule, they lost in the first game of the season, 38-13 to, to Carlisle. Okay, kind of to be expected. You've got a new coach. you got to ease into the new system. Then they lose the next game to BB, 45-44 to 44 in overtime. So they start the season 0-2. Then they beat Newport, 49-40. Then Heber Springs, 32-12. Bald Knob, 38-36. They lost to Batesville Southside, who is also in the playoffs, 48-21. Then they get a forfeit win against Little Rock Mills. Then they lost in two overtimes to CAC, who's playing Gentry, 28-21. to They beat Stuttgart 35-28, to and then they finished the season, as I mentioned, defeating Riverview 26-14. to Now travel to Pea Ridge to play a team that I think probably has more confidence and more momentum than just about anybody in the state at this current time. I don't think it's a good recipe for Lone Oak to be able to come up here and win a football game. I believe P Ridge is going to come out strong. They're going to come out fast. I think they get out to a big lead early. And I think the final score is something around 42 to 14. Actually I'll go 49-14. I think P Ridge is going to come out on a mission and I feel like they think they have a lot to prove. Last year they went out, they made an early exit in the playoffs, but they were also hooked tougher last year in the first round than they are this year. So I think 49 to 14 is a reasonable prediction. For the final score for this game with Lone Oak coming to P Ridge. Next game I want to talk about. This is the one that I think probably is is the most foregone conclusion, and that's Heber Springs at Shiloh Christian. Heber Springs, you know, nobody's given Shiloh a game except for P Ridge, and that was just last week. It's it's not something that I think you can look at and say, well, maybe P Ridge uh, showed a lot of weaknesses in Shiloh Christian, and Heber Springs is going to be able to take advantage of that. I, I don't. I don't think that's the case, and I. I don't think it's the case because this is not college football. It's not the NFL where teams can really exploit other teams' weaknesses, even if they are quite a bit less talented than the opponent. That's not how it works most of the time in high school football. Can strange things happen? Sure, they can. But Heber Springs is four and six. They're four and six. They're under a first-year head coach. They're. Old head coach is on the sidelines at Gravit on Friday's nights, Coach Gowan. And looking at their schedule, right? Now, Heber is a team, I think, that, in my opinion, it's a program that's sort of come out of nowhere in the last 10 years or so to be able to really establish themselves as a respectable 4A football program. They're 4-6. and six. They've lost to Clinton by one point. They lost to Greenbrier by two touchdowns. They lost to Harding Academy by one, but they also gave up 50 they lost to Lone Oak, 32-12. We talked about that just a second ago. So they started their season 0-4. Then they started winning a game here and there. They beat Stuttgart by one. They lost to CAC by 18. They beat Bald Knob by, two touch, or by four touchdowns. They lost to Southside, Batesville Southside by 28. Beat Riverview by two touchdowns. They beat Little Rock Mills. And now here they are. They haven't beaten anybody that's very good. Does that sound familiar? That's kind of... I'm, I'm kind of building up a theme here, okay? They're going to come to Shiloh Christian tonight, and I think it's going to be ugly, and it's going to be ugly fast. I think Shiloh Christian probably tries to make a statement here. I think they win something like 56-7. to I don't think it's going to be close. and I don't think it's going to be close at any one time unless something strange happens and Heber Springs happens to pick off a pass early and take it into the end zone for a pick six or returns the opening kickoff for a touchdown. I think Shiloh Christian runs away with it and runs away with it in a hurry. The other game, the game that I mentioned earlier, That, in my opinion, there's two games that are super intriguing, and this is one of them. Prairie Grove travels to Hamburg. The last time Prairie Grove went to Hamburg, they upset the Lions. Hamburg is, if anybody knows where Hamburg is, it's way down in the south part of the state. When you get down there, you just look around, and you're like, man, I bet they play some good football here, and traditionally they do, right? The last time I mentioned when Prairie Grove went down there, according to Hootens, was all the way back in 2006. So Prairie Grove, by the way, guys, was still kind of on the fence with whether or not they were going to make the playoffs this year. They beat Berryville and Lincoln the last two weeks of the year. Here's the thing with Prairie Grove, and I have talked about it until I'm blue in the face. Nobody knows who they really are. I'm not sure they know what their identity is at this point. Ten games in. I don't know what to expect from them. I never know which team is going to show up. And I said this last week, and I'll say it again, because I think it's true tonight. The Prairie Grove that has been the most consistent this year is not the one that beat Gravit. The Prairie Grove that's been most consistent this year is the one that has been beaten by Pea Ridge badly, beaten by Gentry pretty badly, beaten by Shiloh badly. That's the team that they have been the most in 2019. I don't think they're going to go down to Hamburg and be able to win this game. Now, this is me not knowing anything about Hamburg other than the fact that I've watched enough of Prairie Grove to have a pretty good feel for what I think they're going to do when they show up tonight, right? I mean, I think that it's fair to say that. And when I think about Prairie Grove, you know, obviously I think about their tradition and I think about the things that they've done over the course of the last 20 years where they just sort of seem like that machine sometimes that shows up even if they're not expected to do a whole lot they show up and they just curb stomp people right they just get them and this year it just hasn't been the case so they face hamburg and it's not like hamburg has a great record they're six and four let's look and see who they've beaten and then let's see how badly they've been beaten okay so they beat ash down by 10 they beat strong 42 to 6 they lost to camden fairview which is a bigger school 51 to 35 they lost to DeWitt 50-42. DeWitt's in the playoffs, by the way, for the first time in a long time. They beat Monticello by two touchdowns. They beat Star City in overtime by four. They beat uh Helena West Helena Central, whatever that school is over there, 24-6. They lost to Crossett by one. Crossett has a bye. They lost to Warren by seven. That's probably to me a you know, if, if a loss can be impressive, that one is. They lost to Warren by seven two weeks ago. Then they beat Dumas by 18. Now, obviously hosting Prairie Grove. I don't necessarily think this is going to be super ugly, but I do think Hamburg pulls away in the end and wins something like 35 to 20. So I've got Hamburg 35, Prairie Grove 20. So in my opinion, that's the first loss that we should expect from a 4A1 team tonight. How about Gentry at CAC? Something interesting. Reading the Hootons preview on it earlier, Gentry plays CAC. CAC has a player named Gentry. His first name is Gentry. Of course they do. They've got Gentry favored by three. I think that is actually fairly low. I think Gentry is going to go down tonight and do pretty much what Gentry's done all year. They'd be consistent, play pretty solid football, and I think they're going to get their first playoff win in, I don't know. I'm not a Gentry historian, but if I had to guess, I'd say this might be their first, if they win tonight, it will be their first playoff win since 1990 five i think that's right i don't know we'll see if somebody knows let me know i'd be happy to report the the accurate year and i'd really just like to know for my own uh sanity because i'm going to think about it a while now but it talked about on Hootens.com that gentry's three losses this year to teams with a combined record of 25 and five they've won three straight games Quarterback Brandon Atwood has 1,800 yards passing and 19 touchdowns. He has another 838 yards rushing and 10 touchdowns. The dude's a weapon, okay? He's a weapon, and you can bet your boots that Gentry's going to try to ride him to a victory tonight, and I think they're going to get it, and I think it's going to be by 10. I think Gentry wins 35-25. I'll, you know what? Let's make it a more realistic type of score. I say Gentry wins, let's say, 35-21. to They win by two touchdowns, 35 to 21. That's what I think happens. I think they come out, they're excited, they're motivated, and they show folks, hey, you know, we've been beaten by some pretty good teams and we've beaten a couple decent teams and we're here and we're going to make some noise in the playoffs this year. So, you know, hey, I've said it before. It's hard for me sometimes to be congratulatory of Gentry. I say that mostly in a joking manner. They deserve some praise this year. They've they've really done a good job. They've won seven football games, and I think they're going to make it eight tonight beating CAC in the first round. All right, last game to talk about, right? The Gravit Lions at Pocahontas. What's going to happen? How's it going to go? Look, there's a few things that I think Gravit has to do if they're going to go over there tonight and win. And and really, one of the first things that they have to do is, they. and I guess these are my keys to victory, however you want to term it, the first thing they have to do is they have to just kind of play loose. And, and here's why I say that. There, there really shouldn't be any pressure on them, okay? Nobody is looking at Gravit thinking they're going to be able to make any sort of deep run into the playoffs. Nobody's looking at them saying, you know, hey, this is a team that's going to go over and make some noise in the first round and be able to really put a thumping on Pocahontas. If people are saying that, they haven't really paid much attention to what's gone on this year. And if you're a Gravit line football player and you're listening to this, just play loose. There's no pressure on you. Nobody thinks that you're going to be able to go over there and win the football game. And that may be harsh to say out loud, but I think it's true. I mean Pocahontas is 7 and 3. It's not like they, you know, are are a just 10 and 0, you know, buzzsaw over there. I mean they they've beaten a couple of teams that I think are pretty good. I mean they beat Baseball Southside to start the season like a drum. They lost in Nettleton they beat Paragold, they lost to Brooklyn, they beat Jonesboro Westside, they beat Cave City, they beat Truman, they beat Gosnell, they beat Highland, and now they host the Lions. And, you know, it, traditionally, that conference over there doesn't do well in the playoffs either, for the most part. Pocahontas in the past has been a team that uh, has either finished like first or second in their conference, and, you know, then they, they grab it, goes and plays them, and it's like, wow, I mean, maybe we could have won this conference if we'd have been in it. That happened, oh, in 2011. It happened in 2016. And I believe this is only the fourth trip over there uh, since 2004. I thought it was the fifth. I I guess it's just for 2004. Pocahontas beat Gravit 21 to 7, I believe. Uh, And then obviously 2011, 2016, Gravit went over there and won. And I think I've had a lot of people send me texts and they say, hey, I think Gravit can do it again this year. And my response to them has been this, and I think it's fair. Guys, Gravit is is, is kind of a shell of the team that they were even just a few weeks ago. Lots of injuries and, and some that have obviously uh, cost a player hit the rest of the season. And some that I think have kept guys from playing at their ultimate ability. Uh, they've hindered them. Bruises, bumps, scrapes. You know, those things add up over the course of a football season. I'm not sure if you've noticed, but football is a contact sport. And after a while, it can wear on you. And sometimes teams have unfortunate luck when it comes down to those. And Gravit, I think, has been one of those teams. And that was not something they could have afforded. They never could have afforded to lose guys, not even one guy, not even have a guy at 50%, 60%. They need everybody firing on all cylinders at all times, and they have not had that for a few weeks and I think it started to show, uh, the grind of the season has started to show on a 4A roster that was so depleted. So grab it, go over there tonight, and just play loose and, and know that you don't have pressure. There shouldn't be any pressure. And a lot of times that happens. If teams go over there and they realize that and they play with a little chip on their shoulder, which is key to victory number two, right? Good things happen. I don't think Bocahontas is a team that is going to just show up and just beat Gravit to death. And I said that to somebody last night. You know, I said that I think that this is probably about as favorable a first-round matchup as Gravit could have hoped for. And again, I don't say that as a slight to Pocahontas, so whatever. I do think that this is a team. It's, you know, look, they're not playing um, Jonesboro Westside in the first round. They're not playing Malvern. They're not playing Nashville. They're not playing Warren. They're not playing T or Arkadelphia, Playing, they're playing Pocahontas. And that doesn't really, that's not really a name that strikes fear into the heart of anybody. And it, it just never has. So I think it's favorable in terms of the matchup. So, one, play loose. Two, have a little chip on your shoulder. And then three, and this kind of all, maybe it's all sort of similar, but it's different. Just have fun. Just have fun with the game. If you're a senior, this is it. If you lose tonight, this is it. You might as well have fun. If you win, you get to keep going. There are no more guaranteed games after this. You've played 10 guaranteed games. This is it. This is the last one you've got. So loose, chip on your shoulder, and just play with fun. Play like a kid, right? Play like a little kid running around the yard who just loves being outside and throwing and kicking and tackling and all that. My son did that yesterday with his friends in the front yard. It was a blast to watch, and I remember thinking to myself at one point yesterday watching them, I hope that they continue to have a love for sports and the games that they want to play like they did yesterday. It just didn't matter. They were just playing a game that they loved to play. That's your that's your goal tonight, right? So Hootens has Pocahontas favored to win by eight. I think it'll end up being closer to two to three touchdowns, and I, it really pains me to say that. I could see the final score being something like 42 to 14. I could see it being something like 35 to 7. I'm going to go ahead and say that I have a little more faith that Gravit could potentially go out and score a couple of touchdowns. So I think the score will be, thir- let's say, 35 to 14, I think is the final score. Pocahontas ends Gravit's season. That's how I see it going. I hope I'm wrong, right? I hope I'm wrong. Hey, one of the things that I wanted to be sure and point out, I've had a few people ask this sort of question and they say, hey, do you think that this Gravit football season has been a success? My answer to that question is yes. And you might think, how can a 4-6 and season, and you just predicted a loss in the first round of the playoffs, so it'll be 4-7, and how can you look at that and say that it's been a good, successful season? I didn't say good. I did say successful. And I say that, Because there have been moments of positivity throughout the course of the season. There have been times to be excited. There have been moments of success. There have been glimpses into the uh, ascension of the program. There were none of those last year. Not one. Last year was the hardest year, and I've covered five seasons of football now for Gravit. Last year was the hardest year for me to have anything to talk about or write about at all. And it was hard because there were no positive moments. There just weren't. You entered every game with a sense of doom and gloom and dread. And that's pretty much how they all ended. So to be able to look back and say, even, again, four wins, yeah, we celebrated the heck out of those and we should have. But there were times in some of those losses where we were able to look at positives and say, hey, that's a good sign. And the fact that the roster has grown since the beginning of the season, the fact that there's been more community excitement, a little more support, and a little more activity and action in terms of just people talking about the the game and the team and the sport and the program, yeah, it's been a successful season. So if you're somebody who thinks that it's only based on, you know, wins and losses and, and winning a conference championship, I think they're going to get back to that point. Because that used to be what we measured a successful season on, right? Did we have a chance to win the conference championship? And if the answer was yes, successful year. If it was no, dadgummit, we didn't do what we wanted to do. We didn't accomplish our goals. Did we win a game in the playoffs? Did we make the playoffs? How deep did we go? I think those are all questions that are going to become relevant again for the Gravit football program. I think the future is bright, and I definitely think you can count this season as a success. All right, if you're a Gravit football fan and you're traveling over to Pocahontas tonight and you may be be traveling there right now while you're listening to this, be safe, wear your seatbelt, obey the speed limit, pay attention, don't text and drive, right? Have safe travels over there, cheer hard for the rest of us who can't make it. If you're someone who can't make it, I talked to coach coach, geez, he's going to love that. I talked to Mr. Galloway yesterday with GHS TV and he said that they have uh, everything ready to go to go over to Pocahontas. He talked to the district and made sure everything was lined up. Should have a decent stream for you tonight. Now there probably will not be play by play. Sounds like the uh, individual who's been going over there and doing that can't make it tonight. So but there will be a stream. You will be able to watch the game. There will be video. They will have the score up and all that. So, Check that out, it's GHS TV's YouTube page. I'll share the link uh, shortly before kickoff so you can look at that. Thanks to them again for that's a long way for kids to go over there and do that. So thanks again to them for doing it. Um, also, I had a question yesterday about basketball streams. If I knew anything about them, talk to Mr. Galloway about that. He said the plan currently is to stream every home basketball game. That's awesome. I hope you look forward to that. Again, remember, after November 30th, Land Letter won't be around for you to find that link, and a lot of people still think that it's mine. It's not. You can go to GHS TV on YouTube. So actually, I would go on YouTube and search Gravit High School TV right now and just subscribe to it, mark it as a favorite, get an alert when they start streaming and that way you will never miss any of the action. Playoffs start tonight. Go Lions. Prove me wrong. Beat Pocahontas, and we'll see what happens after that. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Lion Letterman Podcast with your host, Seth McKenzie. Connect on Facebook. Search Lion Letterman.